Mermaid, Sashimi, Cannibalism, July 22nd. My mysterious student. It seems like he was probably an important businessman. He was a few years older than me, but he seemed to like having me as an English teacher. It was almost like he suspected that there was something he could learn from me. Or maybe he just liked having someone like me around when he was drinking. That was where I had met him, actually. In a bar late one night. He had been impressed with what I had told him about my background. Or at least it seemed that he had understood enough to act impressed. He had a habit of saying intermittent oh 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 ah 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 when I was explaining something to him. It made me think of someone having sex and I would occasionally lose track of what I was telling him about. He paid me very well for my troubles and he always paid for all the food and drinks for the evening when we went out. He had a tab everywhere we went, but there were nights that he had to borrow money from me to pay for a cab home. I usually took it out of the envelope he gave me after every class, which contained three notes. I'd give him one note, and he always paid me back the next time I saw him. I never saw that he had a wallet, and I never saw him handle money otherwise. A very funny guy. Our classes were really nothing more than evenings out, and I enjoyed them at first, although my interest in getting drunk and stuffed with food began to wane as I started suffering from exhaustion and weight gain, plus worrying that my family wasn't seeing enough of me. Well, that last item didn't really matter a lot, though, since nobody saw the people in their lives back in those days. It was the era of public life, where everybody had public lives and nobody had private lives. How many times did we get drunk together? And yet I knew so little of his real life. Living this kind of life, I slowly began to develop mildly lecherous interests. I questioned him about his knowledge of nightlife. He always bragged to me that he knew everything that goes on at night. First, he introduced me to girls. He told me what some people do in their hotel rooms sometimes. He hinted at what he had done. He told me about drugs that were available. I previously knew nothing about any of this, as I was fairly new to town. His city looked terribly clean and orderly. The people seemed to have respect for each other. How much could I learn from him about how little respect people really did have for each other and for themselves? 
I asked him if he knew anybody who had AIDS. He told me that lots of people have it, but nobody worries about it too much. Why should they, if everybody was dying of life already anyway, day by day, every year of their lives? A life was long, but it was less a life if it was short. Potential means nothing, since people waste their chances every day. How many days go by that people don't live their lives to their fullest, he asked me. How many days go by that you don't live your life to its fullest? I had no answer, but I made note of the question and used it on other people to study their varied responses. He showed me where killings had taken place. Crimes of passion, revenge, gangland stuff, anything. I asked him if he could introduce me to killers, discreetly, and this he did. I slowly became indebted to him, and needed his knowledge like a handy reference book. He opened my eyes to the secrets of the local world. How could I have ever been so naive? After some time, I began to feel uneasy about going anywhere with him. I tried to make our appointments in the afternoons, on weekends, or in the early evenings. But he could never meet me at those times and insisted on the same late hours, the ones that straddled witching hour. I began to feel weary and my mind polluted. I knew that I could straighten up and embrace this new world, or I could be miserable and rejected. I wondered what was ethically correct, what was best for me. One night we went to a new place. He explained to me that this was the most expensive place that he had ever taken me and asked me if I minded if he didn't pay me for the evening of classes as a result. I hesitated at first, saying I didn't mind going somewhere cheaper, but he insisted that we go to the new place, since it was only open one night every few months. I had to concede. It had been a long time since he'd showed me anything really new and he'd never gone so far as to hold back my envelope. We went in, and he ordered drinks. After the usual first few rounds when we were both feeling somewhat intoxicated, he ordered food. A dish arrived. As usual, it was incredibly small. I wondered if this was the most expensive dish in the house. I guessed so because of its size. Is this expensive? I asked. No, this is just beans, an appetizer for our next course. Eat. He went silent, so I ate the beans. Next came a new dish, and I looked at it. Slices of raw fish. Nothing new. 
What is this? I asked curtly. Mermaid, was all he said. I looked at it. It didn't seem like anything other than your regular total. Really? Yes. He ate a piece, then put another on my plate. I looked at that also. I asked him how it could be mermaid, since mermaids don't exist. This is mermaid, and mermaids exist. If you want to see one, go into the kitchen and look into the tub of water. I did this. In the kitchen, I saw a mermaid floating in the water. She was very beautiful and very, very dead. Some pieces had been cut out of her lower fishy tail. I couldn't believe it. I was in a daze, went back to the table, sat on my stool. It is all true, he said. We've been eating mermaid sashimi for years. Mermaids are not human, they are of the fish world. Yet there are places you can eat human sashimi. You need to see this. He lifted his shirt and showed me his chest. There were large patches that had been sliced away and replaced with machinery and strange patches. We are all over a hundred years old. Would you have guessed? 